Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, Dave. Hi, Eric. Hey, Dave. Do we curse on this podcast? Yes, Eric. Yes, we do. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. We're, We're back. Yep. Here we are. So uh, it is it is the first episode of July, and we are nearing uh, ever closer to our one year anniversary, Dave. We are. It's which is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been, it's been a wild uh, it's been a wild year. It's, it's <laughs> been it's been something. So uh, last episode, uh, we were very fortunate enough to have uh, have Jeremy Padauer on the show, um, and everyone, uh, thank you, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it, it seems like you guys really liked it. Of course, it was a joy to have have Jeremy on with us, um, as as Dave can attest to as well. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Um, thank you, Jeremy, for for coming aboard. Um, so this week it's, uh, it's just Dave and I, we're back to the, the standard fair episode. Um, there has been a lot of news, uh, with the, the virtual, um, Comic-Con stuff happening and, and toy releases. So we do not have a game prepared for you today. We are, we do not have a, a, an edition of Name That Toy. You're going to have to wait until the next episode for that, um, where Dave takes me to, uh, to school. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so just some some housekeeping before uh before we get rolling um if you guys missed it uh we were on the last episode of caster's corner yeah we um, were with uh with khalil and that was that was an awesome a good time uh we recorded that a few weeks ago and it was nice to see that uh that come out um it, it, it was surprisingly it was surprisingly uh I was I was involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave. Uh, so I was gonna uh, say it's, it was surprisingly me centric, but um, it, that's I don't want it to sound like I think things should anything should be me centric. I I think that's fair though. It was it was a Dave centric episode. You're 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 a very you're, you're a unique collector. We all have our 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 uh, idiosyncrasies. And um and you're gonna have to check it out on uh, on Caster's Corner to, to to hear hear us talk to Khalil about uh about the way that Dave collects the enigma that um, is me <laughs> the the bearded enigma that is <laughs> that is Dave Dave Weinbrecht. <laughs> um uh, also at the time of uh, the release of this episode, which will be Monday, July sixth. You could hear me on Calling All Creeps, which is the uh, we've had we've had Dave um, on the the podcast. Uh, he was on our Halloween episode. Um, he is the co-host of Calling All Creeps, which is a Goosebumps literary review slash comedy uh, 
podcast, and we had a wild good time talking about my favorite Goosebumps book, uh, How I Got My Shrunken Head. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, we'll put a link to both Caster's Corner and Calling All Creeps in the show notes. Um, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, which I've learned that um, people do, uh, check check out the uh, the details in the video, and we'll have links to that. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, which is which I think is super cool, and I'm so happy you guys are doing it. And please, if if you um, if you are a toy photographer and you're listening to this podcast, definitely check us out on Instagram and Twitter at AIC underscore podcast. But some of the um, the toy photographers that we've come in contact with, Dave, they've started tagging us in their awesome uh, photos. So, like, if you go to our tagged posts um, on Instagram, you'll see some awesome toy photography, uh, some of which... Uh, has even been featured on some of the brands that make the toys that are being uh, photographed. Oh, that's so, cool. um, you know, we do every Tuesday, we do Toy Photo Tuesday, where we highlight four to five uh, toy photographers and, you know, and the, the work, the amazing art and work that they're doing. Um, so if you are a toy photographer and you hear this, uh, check us out on Instagram, uh, tag us in your photos so that way we can share them and, um, and help you spread your, your, uh, your art. So, yeah, definitely keep doing that. That's been a pleasant surprise uh, that we totally did not ask for, but uh, are so appreciative of. So, um, definitely keep doing that. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) awesome. Good job, everybody. On today's episode. We are going to be doing the normal news and hauls, and then we're going to kind of continue the conversation that we started on Caster's Corner about some of the rules that... um, uh, and the, 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 the guardrails, if you will, that we set up for ourselves in order to keep our collections um, and, our, and our, uh, the way that we collect uh, within reason. <laughs> we're, we're, um, we're doing that synergy thing. Yeah, synergy. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's hop, into, um, hop into the news. Uh, speaking of, of Jeremy Pidauer, a lot of what we talked about on the show... Uh, regarding Jazzwares, the day the show came out, which was two Mondays ago, um, that week, a lot of that news that uh, he broke on our on our show started to come to light. So the UFC figures that uh, that we talked about last episode, those are um, in the last two weeks, those went up for pre-order on uh, Ringside Collectibles, and then just uh, just this week. Uh, the prototype and mint on card prototype images have come out of the UFC figures. Um, and remember, as as Jeremy was saying on on the show, these are going to be unique. They're they're not a normal. They they are a six inch scale, uh, but they are a slightly smaller six six inch scale. Not necessarily in line like something like uh, with with something like a WWE Elite or the new Unrivaled collection. Um, coming from from AEW and Jazzwares, they are a little bit smaller, um, paying homage to some of the um, the Japanese figures um, of that same ilk. Uh, Dave, who who is in the first wave? Do you ha- happen to have that? Um, I do. Um, you have um, Connor, um, Daniel Cormier, uh, Donald Cerrone, uh, John Jones, Max Holloway, um, Khabib. And it looks like Donald Cerrone is the chase with, um, he's got two different shorts combos. That's right. 
Now remember, these are going to be super, super, super limited um, in their availability. This will be kind of like a one-shot deal with this wave. Future waves of um, the UFC figures are coming, um, but they will kind of share um, parts from from what we could gather uh, from Jeremy. They will share parts and scale with, with the AEW line, which makes complete sense because those figures look incredible. Um, might as well share the parts, similar to how you know Hasbro does across lines or, or even Mattel. And while we're talking about the um, the AEW figures, Dave, there's been a lot of news about them this week. Um, in terms, yeah, we saw of... the um, the packaging, right? We've seen yep, the, we the MOC uh, shots, and we even got uh, some unboxing footage uh, of the little bit of the bubbly. We got to see what that uh, what that is going to look like, and again, that is a that is a um, uh, that's a, a ringside, ringside collectibles. exclusive. Yeah, and uh, the packaging is super cool. We act- we actually posted it on our on our Instagram. Um, it looks like a champagne bottle. Uh, it looks like packaging. the champagne that that Chris Jericho came out with. The little bit yeah. of the bubbly. And it has, you know, that has the table, the the the, um, the dinnerware. <laughs> uh, it has like the um, the cold cut platter. Yeah, it is. It is a wild set. Um, along with that set, we saw the entire first wave of of the AEW Unrivaled figures, the the final uh, production uh, models, as well as the the mint on card shots. And the two chase variants. So there is a uh, there's a chase for the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Uh, just um, Cody at, at this juncture. Oh, just Cody. Sorry. Yes, just Cody. I'm so used to tagging him on on Instagram, and he's American Nightmare Cody still on there. So like it, it just mm-hmm. it's burned into my brain. Um, and then the other variant, which is the more exclusive variant, right? It's like a one in twelve hundred or something like that. They're Chris Jericho. They're one. both very small numbers. I don't know the exact numbers. Um, but yeah, I think I think Cody Cody is. I want to say Cody might be like one in five hundred. Yeah, I feel like it was, I thought they were both five hundred, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I think Jericho might be more than more than 500 i think he because remember that the only way you could get the title is either with the little bit of the bubbly set or the jericho chase yeah or if you if you land the chase um which the now the jericho chase also has um an inner circle t-shirt yeah soft soft goods uh t-shirt right yeah um the other thing that uh, unfortunately with with any kind of product announcement you know it being it being 2020 and the internet being the way that it is there was a lot of uh not not a lot of but a little bit of backlash to some of the initial images including the announcement of the running change with um with uh Kenny Omega and the color of his hair and you know some of the skin tones and and as you know as Jeremy mentioned on on the show they're being very transparent with the process um in, including uh, listening to the fan uh, feedback, some of which saying that the, the sculpts didn't look right and the paint jobs didn't look as good as the prototypes and the skin color and so on and so forth, that they actually went back to the um, 
the drawing table and retook some of the photos to repost them uh, with different lighting and and um, you know just to give a better representation of what the figures are. Th this this product line um, from from Jazzwares on on these AEW figures, it's it is a, a very much so a labor of love and. Uh, Jeremy and his team clearly give a shit about what uh, what they're producing, so much so that they're they're really kind of leaving nothing to the imagination. They're they're showing every they're showing all their cards. You know they're they're, they're um, being very honest about uh, the process and about making sure that they put out the best possible product. Um, but personally, you know, Dave and I both saw these figures at Toy Fair. Uh, very early like hand-painted prototypes but even even at that junction uh we were blown away with with what we saw and i think once everyone gets these in their hands i think they're going to be pretty blown away too yeah they're cool um i'm looking forward to picking them up um yeah it's it's cool to have more wrestling figures so um i'm certainly not going to be upset with what we have, but, um, you know, as always with anything, you can't really kind of give a good kind of critical judgment of it until you actually are holding it. So, um, you know, test shots always look like test shots. Um, and, and we won't know until we see them, um, see the figures on shelves and in our hands. So, and that's something I'm certainly very much looking forward to. And and Dave keeps queuing me up here with these these awesome uh, segues. But speaking of test shots and prototypes, uh, somebody who we follow on Instagram that we absolutely love, Junk Shop Dog, had something yeah. a little interesting to show off, didn't he, Dave? Yeah. Um, as opposed to getting into the or being the uh, kind of preeminent, um, I'll say uh, seller for the figure community for um, a lot of Japanese figures. Um, he is making his own kind of line of figures. Um, there, I, I believe he teased three, but um, he's only shown the Bruiser Brody thus far. And they're in the style of what the Shofubi figures? Um, yeah, the, that's that's the style. It looks like he's going for with them, so that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and what, what a, what an awesome figure to, to start out with, uh, Bruiser Brody is such a, um, he has such a, a storied past on, on timely finish to that past, uh, if, if you haven't checked out the, um, what, what's the, what's the show on, on Vice, the, there's an episode. The, the Dark Side of the Ring on, uh, Bruiser yeah. Brody, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, it's an upsetting end to his, his career, but, um, you know, his... His family, his you know, um, his legacy. They they have a lot of respect for for what he did, and as should anybody who's who's a fan of the the uh, the sport. Um, it's really great to see kind of a new figure um, in that vintage style of him. So that, that we're, uh, we're we're looking forward to that. We already reached out to uh, to Junk Shop Dog, who's based out of um, who's based out of Australia. Uh, he's super excited to get that, that figure out and, um, you know, we'll, we'll be paying close attention to the progress on that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely something that I'm very interested in. Uh, something else that, uh, we'll, we'll stick with wrestling for the time being, but the, um, some of these, the figures that 
were recently announced for ringside um, are starting to come out. Uh, st we're starting to see uh, product land on people's doorstops. Um, our, our, can we call them our good friends or just our, our friends over at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast? <laughs> Friend, friends of the program, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, fr fr friend of the pod, uh, Matt Cardona, uh, got his shipment of his Edgeheads, um, which of course he did. He did get three of them, um, as well as the the Triple H and China two pack. Yeah, I, I know somebody else who ordered three of them as well. Um, I ordered my three Edgeheads. Oh, I was gonna say, does his name rhyme with uh, Ave Mimebrecht? Sure. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's one where it's like if 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 you're buying that one, you're on the hook for three of them. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, no there's... there's no way you can't get the extra two. Like, there's just that's the point of the figure, right? Yeah. So for for those who maybe are listening to the for to us for the first time, Dave, what what is this uh, this this Edgeheads pack that we're talking about that's landing landing on people's doorstops? Yeah. So, um, long story short. Um, when Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins debuted in WWE, um, they came out as Edge lookalikes and like diehard Edge fans, and they were called Edgeheads. Um, they were always around with Edge. They've they did like um, you know, kind of almost like the um, like a bait and switch type of gimmick where they would like pose as Edge. So it was it was cool, and um, this figure is celebrating that debut where um, it has the interchangeable heads for Ryder and Hawkins. Yeah, and they, and they look great. Um, this goes back to uh, something that happened on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, where Matt uh, thought that you know had had proposed that this would be an awesome idea for a set for months and go figure. Yeah, for months. Uh, one, one, you know, especially once Edge was was returning, because um, he had been he'd been out for an in, with an injury for a while. Um, yeah, uh, and needless to say, they they produced the figure right before the WWE lets lets him and um, and Brian go, unfortunately. But the good thing is they still got this figure out, and it is an awesome little piece of uh, collector's gold. You know, like th this is a figure for like figure collectors yeah we'll definitely be talking about it more once it uh once it arrives at my house yeah so dave tell us about mr t um and this is another one where i'm gonna give uh, a shout out to um the major wrestling figure podcast because they went into uh, great depth with the mr t figure um and talking about kind of what it is and what it isn't necessarily um, but there is the, um, this year's San Diego Comic-Con exclusive WWE figure, um, Mattel Elite is Mr. T and it is a Mr. T that is in kind of nothing that is inherently ring accurate. Um, you know, it's, it's borrowing from a lot of stuff leading up to WrestleMania one and maybe even a little bit after, um, but it is, it looks awesome. I mean, it was a, a no brainer for me to, to pre-order. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to getting that too. And I'm, I'm kind of debating, is it going to 
be something that I open or because the packaging is so awesome looking, is it something that I'm going to keep in the package? And I, I haven't made that decision. I don't know if I will make that decision until I get it. So the good news is, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch Toy Shiz's video uh, on this. The packaging is made in such a way that you can take him in and out of the package without disrupting it. Okay. So it's almost it's almost like a um like an old school like Disney VHS clamshell sort of package. Okay. Where you can you can open it and there's a like a frosted uh, plastic pane that's over him. And you could just pop that out and pop him out, um, and and return him back to the package as as frequently as you wish. Okay, um, I mean, um, yeah, and it is. It's kind of like a greatest hits of Mr. T. I mean, it seems like there there might be some Mr. T figures coming more so. So. I mean, who knows? That was that's the, that was the hint. That's the rumor. Um, that this is not going to be the only Mr. T. So, if that's the case, maybe, maybe you know, it is worth keeping in the packaging. It's not like the, yeah. the Macho Man packaging last year, which I unfortunately missed out on, where, like, you can't see it unless you open it. Yeah, that's the, the Slim Jim Macho Man, right? Right. Yeah, this, this year has been, um, so far, this summer with, you know, conventions and you know big public gatherings being canceled there's been some really interesting takes on the process of getting these these con exclusives um the other big one uh was it actually announced the same day as the mr t uh exclusive was the the barbasol and mattel jurassic park joint uh which was the the three and three quarter inch dennis nedry that comes in a barbasol barbasol can um, and it's like Island Island Adventure, uh, Dennis Nedry, uh, with like the Hawaiian shirt. And he even comes, uh, one of his accessories is a slice of pie with Barbasol on it. Huh. Um, my, my favorite thing uh, about this figure, so, so first of all, the, the, the can has audio effects. So like when you open it, it has, it has audio and lighting effects and says lines from the movie. I do not collect Jurassic Park. Um, I did not get this figure and I'm ever as, as each day goes on, I'm sad that I didn't get it because it's just, it was 20 bucks entertainment earth exclusive three and three quarter inch figures are kind of like my, my jam for the most part. Um, and it's just such a, like a toyetic toy and such an iconic mo mo uh, movie moment that I'm, I'm really kicking myself for having not gotten it. Um, and unlike some of these exclusives in years past, like, like this probably would have been um, something that you had to go to Entertainment Earth's booth for at at Comic Con, and it, and then whatever they didn't sell at Comic Con, you know, they'd reserve a small amount for them for for people online to get. Like they haven't done year, like they've done in years past. So so seeing these con exclusives like the Mr. T, like the the, the Dennis Nedry that I just mentioned from Mattel. Um, seeing them both go online, um, gave, gave, I feel like it gave more people a chance at actually getting them. And, you know, while there was some, uh, issues with the website, Entertainment Earth did, you know, they, for both the Dennis Nedry figure and Mr. T, there, there were some, um, hiccups, 
uh, not as bad as as uh, as Dwight Gate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which we'll get into in a moment. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's interesting to see like how the the world, including the toy world, is is evolving to um, to deal with a mass pandemic and and how to get toys to people. Um, and I mean we've seen, yes. we've seen this too with you know like WonderCon exclusives and uh, um, Emerald City Comic Con I believe exclusives were the other ones that have been kind of you know virtual cons. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we were seeing things kind of be approached a little bit differently as far as the exclusivity goes. Yeah, un- unprecedented, I think, is like the the word of the year. And you know, I hope I hope when when Webster's Dictionary does that inevitable word of the year at the end of the year, un- either unprecedented or um, or tumultuous, I feel like would be good uh good word choices for the way that things are operating but at the same time it's nice to see that these um you know that the companies that we love right the companies that drive our collections and you know feed us these awesome products are still finding ways to produce them you know in in the the quote-unquote new normal of what's going on so um we mentioned dwight gate uh, that is uh, a Funko story, so um, I'm going to ha- hand it over to Dave here. Well, you you to, are uh... is equally involved in this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the um, there was a Funko Shop exclusive Dwight from the Office that um, was due out last Friday, I believe, was when that was supposed to come out, and um, it seems like nobody was able to order it um, because. <laughs> the website would not charge shipping. Um, so everybody was like perpetually stuck trying to select shipping that didn't exist. Um, and you know, um, Funko had redone their website. So it kind of was a, a little bit of collateral damage from that. Um, but yeah, it was a very frustrating Friday for that. Oh man, that was so, um, not not to get into in, into too deeply into our personal lives, but um, my my job allows me to work. I'm I'm working from home during during this uh, this situation. So um, when uh, when Dave had to go back to work, I, I I got the text message like, "Hey, could you try to grab this Dwight for me?" <laughs> so I spent the next uh, the next uh, two and a half, maybe almost three hours. With a tab open on the side of my browser, uh, perpetually spinning in shipping mode, uh, going back in and refreshing periodically, to then go back to the tab um, to see that it says said uh, sold out. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you know F- Funko actually published a message on I think it was it was either Twitter or Facebook, but they uh, they published a message saying that unfortunately there was a website issue and. Um, we're, we're still waiting to see what, what's going to happen with that figure. There hasn't been an announcement in terms of a relaunch. Um, as far as Dave and I know, uh, I don't believe anybody was able to get through and get it. Um, we could be wrong. If we're wrong, let us know. If you were able to get one, we'd love to hear, uh, how that happened and, and how that worked out for you. If you got a shipping notification, you know, just... Uh, let us know so that way we have a little little bit more insight into into Dwight Gate. Yeah. But, mm, as far as we know, uh, no one was able to get uh, get that that Funko. Yeah. 
um, which also Funko announced a whole array of uh, San Diego Comic-Con at-home exclusives. Um, lots. Another Dwight, coincidentally. Um, yep. Scott Pilgrim. Now, there's one there's... you're particularly there's one you're particularly excited about. Um, the Scott Pilgrim one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just another. Um, it's Wallace from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So that's cool. That's one I got to pick up. Um, Invader Zim as well. That one's cool. Oh, that's right. Now, there's one. There's one that they announced that I am actually excited for. And you know, I don't. I don't really collect the pops. I have. I have a couple. Yeah. Uh, most of them are gifts. What I didn't we didn't talk about this. Which is the one you think I'm excited for? Um I don't know. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's a Marvel one. Is it is it um is it Deadpool from from Shit it is absolutely shitty Deadpool. Yeah. It's it's ab, it is absolutely which is X Men Origins have... Wolverine Deadpool. Which I oh I saw it and I started laughing. So mission accomplished. Me too. Yeah, I, I I nearly pissed my pants because the last time I saw that character was when Ryan Reynolds's proper Deadpool kills him in the credit sequence of of Deadpool Two. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I I saw that and my I laughed, and then <laughs> I had two questions. The first one <laughs> being, did anyone actually want this? question number one and the answer to question number two is or the answer to that is probably everybody um because it's it's something where it's so infamous at this point that it's it's become almost revered in a way but in like a a haha kind of way i feel yeah it is it is and, and then and then the second my my second question was who is the brilliant? Who was the brilliant mind behind choosing this one? Because it is absolutely the biggest troll pop ever. Oh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. And they, X Men, is celebrating their their anniversary of of their films. Um, the other X Men film pop that they announced is the criminally underrated performance by Alan Cumming as uh, as Nightcrawler. Yeah, the Nightcrawler one is cool. Um... And I, I think there's there's a whole like array of those coming out. So, um, just from the various movies. Yeah. Um, the other the other uh, some of the other pops that uh, that I I think are really cool only because I've kind of caught the bug on the show. Uh, I've been watching a lot of My Hero Academia, um, and they announced a series of pops for my hero academia some are exclusive as part of that that uh the virtual con release and then um others are just kind of coming um i'll get into, when we get into halls next i'll i'll get into some of what i've been uh picking up as in terms of my hero academia but um um no what i was gonna say with the my hero academia is just knowing from collecting pops um that those are very popular I blame McFarlane for the fact that I started watching the show. Um, when we had Ty Butler from from McFarlane on a, a few episodes ago, he mentioned in particular that the All Might figure, who's who's one of the main characters in the show, um, had a unique twist on how they're handling uh, torso articulation, and he went on super clearance at uh, at GameStop. And when I say super clearance, I paid a dollar fifty for him. Okay. Um, and he's twenty two dollar figure, so I was like, 
shit for a dollar fifty, you know, like I at least want to see what Ty was talking about. I love what McFarlane is doing with like all their other lines. Like I love the classic McFarlane figures. Like let me check it out. And as I was looking at the figure, I wanted to know a little bit about the show in order to review him properly on 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 our YouTube channel. So I watched the first episode. And then I watched the second episode, and then I watched the third episode, and I, I immediately fell in love with the, the main character, uh, Izuku Midoriya, and um, and eventually the main villain who I picked up, and that's those are the three that I have. Um, so th- those are, are th- three of the things that I've picked up recently that I'm absolutely in love with. I'm actually sta- staring at my uh, Izuku Midoriya figure right now, and just, I, yeah, it's such a good show, great figure line. Um, I really hope they stick with that line. Um, they have an interest. McFarlane has an interesting past with anime figures. You know, they they had that 3D animation from Japan line back in like the late 90s, where those Akira figures are from. Um, and they they do they do such a nice job with figures like that. So very very excited to um to get those. Uh, some of the other things that I've picked up. Uh, I think I mentioned that I had ordered the Ghostbusters Plasma series. Well, they came in, and uh, I'm working on that unboxing now. Since I posted on our Instagram uh, what unboxing you wanted to see next, and you guys all said Ghostbusters, so I'm working on it. Um, I also have been taking a dive into a little bit of the vintage um, area. I, um, I ordered the... I, I wanted a Movie Maniacs Edward Scissorhands from McFarlane, from back in the day. And I found somebody on Mercari had him and Ichabod Crane from Sleepy Hollow. Um, I made them an offer for $12, and they accepted it. And it was $12 with free shipping. And they sent me both Ichabod Crane, um, quote-unquote, new in box. But the the box was completely thrashed. I was going to open them anyway, so it didn't matter. And then a a Lucy uh, Edward Scissorhands. so happy to happy to have added them to my collection. And then in terms of other hauls, Dave, um, I have been super busy uh, going through all of the toys that uh, I've I rediscovered at uh, mom's house so much so that I found an old, a really old NECA Jack Skellington um, that I completely forgotten that I had had. Uh, as well as um, my uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit figures from LJN, wherein I'm missing Roger Rabbit, so I ordered him off of eBay. Um, And all of the Jack's Bone Crunchers (laughs) that uh, that you were helping me sort through last weekend and try to figure out, make heads or tails of some of the people I couldn't remember and uh some of those figures so i've been i've been taking the time to catalog all of these things in in google sheets and kind of keep track of who i have and you know eventually one day grand plans to display all of these somewhere but we'll see what happens with that (laughs) how about how about you with with halls what have what have you been what have you been up to i i bought stuff um there is well there's a bunch um so the first one I'm gonna I, and I talk about it in greater detail in the unboxing video um, teaser um, or spoiler alert that's coming soon. Um, but the McFarlane um, Detective Comics number one thousand Batman variant. I'm very excited about that. 
um, the blue and gray Batman. Um, he is right now next to Superman and uh, Wonder Woman on my printer. Um, they, um, that's a great figure, and I'll, I'll, you'll hear more about that, I guess, uh, this week. Um, also was able to pick up, um, Lacey Evans, John Cena, and Christian, um, from WWE Elite Series, um, so those are cool. I have not opened those yet. I'm very much looking forward to doing the uh, opening those. I believe that is series 75 or 76. I have to look. I think it's I think it's 76. 76. Yeah, it's 76. Um, I almost lose track of which series is which because they all have been coming into stores so randomly. And yeah, and they've they're like they've announced like up to I feel like they're on like 78 or 79 at this point. They've announced stuff from little bits and pieces from different series. Yeah. Um, but I feel like 79 is is the most recent full series that's been announced. Um see what else did i get i think that's about all as far as anything that i got um there was a bunch of like pre-order stuff still um like the um decade of domination series 2 pre-order came out and i pre-ordered those of course mr t um i pre-ordered that uh diamond select uh gentle giant tron comic-con exclusive new figures have been kind of showing up online at Target and Walmart, and I was able to get the um, top picks, Seth Rollins, with um, comes with the tag team title and the intercontinental title. So I was able to pick that one up. But that's about it for me. Um, you know, I'm still kind of... You know, I look at the uh, Plasma Series Ghostbusters, and then I'm like, eh, maybe not today. Eh, maybe today. I don't know. Um... So I might just need to see uh, yours out. Well, I th- I think this is this is a good a good way to segue into our into kind of our rules, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we talked about a little bit um, little bit of rule talk um, on on uh, the corner cast. I feel like we we both kind of go through these these kind of ebbs and flows where like we have really strict rules. Like I, I know when when we started doing this podcast, my rules were strictly um, three and three quarter inch Star Wars figures and MCU uh, Marvel Legends. That was pretty much all I was collecting at 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 the point at that point um, nearly a year ago. As as I say that, I'm looking at non MCU Mar- Marvel Legends. I'm looking at McFarlane uh, DC Multiverse. I'm looking at, at McFarlane My Hero Academia, uh, vintage McFarlane figures, Mortal Kombat. Uh, shit, I, I even have some NECA figures now. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and now not to mention uh, vintage toys. So I have some some vintage LJNs uh, from Roger Rabbit, as well as. Uh, all the vintage stuff that I found, again, going through, um, you know, going through mom's basement. But, 
what I, I will ha I, you know what I'm gonna say it right here I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out these these are my current rules as as of today July what are we July 2nd right yes yeah. as of July 2nd 2020 I am collecting um Marvel Legends uh MCU I I actually in fact nearly have all of the MCU characters represented. The only exceptions to my my MCU rule, I am getting a handful of Spider-Man uh the animated series figures that that mean something to me. They were a really big part of my childhood. I do have pre-ordered um the uh, the Spider-Man retro, the Green Goblin retro, and the, the Mary Jane slash Gwen Stacy uh, retro figures. I do have a miniature little uh, Spider-Man uh, animated part of my display with Venom and, and Carnage and the, the Sandman so graciously provided to us by, by Diamond, Diamond Select Toys. Um, so that, that is my one little venture outside of the MCU. I'm, I'm going to count the Foxverse figures that I, that I would like to get as part of kind of that movie world. Um, I would really like the, the Deadpool, the Cable, um, the, the Negasonic, uh, the Domino, and I, and I do have one of the Hugh Jackman um, Wolverines pre-ordered. Um, so so that's, that's my, my Marvel Legends thing. Um, as as far as everything else, um, as far as like the NECA, the the McFarlane stuff goes, my rule with that is a little bit loose um, at the moment because I'm kind of putting together a little bit of like a movie display. So I have I have the Plasma series from Ghostbusters. I have, um, as I mentioned, like a few NECA and a few Movie Maniacs figures. And the way that I'm looking at that is kind of like this sci-fi slash horror movie display. So like I have Ripley and an alien. I have, I have Ash from evil dead two. I have the headless horseman and an Ichabod crane, Jack Skellington, Leatherface, uh, Freddie, Jason and, and Michael Myers and Godzilla and Chucky. Like I have all of them kind of in one display together and I'm, I'm probably going to put the ghostbusters with them. Um, and in terms of the McFarlane figures, I think the way that I'm looking at it is I kind of I'm not, I'm not really super big into into the DC universe and I I have the the Wonder Woman figure I have the two Arkham Batman and Joker figures I have Superman I have and I have Nightwing and that's I mean unless they make like a proper Doomsday um which we haven't seen yet they are making that that um the like Devastator Batman, right yeah Devastator yeah. Who who is basically like a doomsday mold? It's a um, doomsday is, Batman. Yeah, because that's um, from, I from metals. Yeah, from metals. I I won't be getting that figure because I I am holding out hope that if that figure sells really well, maybe they'll they'll put out a, a doomsday. Um, at which point I, I would I would pick up that. Um, but but in terms of like the the DC stuff, like I love what they're doing. I just it doesn't really resonate with me. Um, you know, I haven't really been a, a DC guy in a long time. Um, so I think I'm kind of good with that. I have the two Mortal Kombat figures that I like. I have a bunch of the the vintage um, McFarlane stuff that I'd want. You know, we both have that Kickstarter spawn coming. Uh, there are a couple figures from My Hero Academia, uh, if they made in the line, um, that I would, I would totally get. Um... 
if they make there, there's this one character called Eraser. Uh, he's he's one of their teachers at, at superhero school. Uh, Ayazawa is his name. If they make that figure, I'm I'm in to- totally in for that figure. Um, but yeah, so I I think I think that's kind of where I'm at with the rules, and I'm I'm totally caught pr- totally caught up with the three and three quarter Star Wars figures. I'm I'm super stoked that. Um, that Hasbro made some announcements for the vintage collection, you know, that are outside of that that six inch realm. So, you know, uh, staying staying positive and hoping that there's some more of those coming down the pipeline for me. But it's really nice to kind of feel caught up with a line for once, um, which is where I'm at with that. So, I, I also have to consider Dave the, the space that I have um, in terms of what I have to display because I already have too much. To, to display I can't I can't put it all at once I'm, I'm constantly like rotating stuff out um, I don't have a proper toy room my my toy space is maybe uh, I, I literally what boils down to like maybe 10 feet of of display area which is not a whole hell of a lot um, so I'm I'm keeping that space in mind but that's where I'm at with rules right now how about you um, yeah, I have literally nowhere to put anything right now, so, um, you know, display is, is, it's, it's very much on the back burner at this point. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll start with the big one, and that's Funko Pop. Um, that went from being just WWE to just, you know, kind of blowing up completely out of proportion for me. Um, to the point where it just went to, you know, horror movies. Okay, other movies. Um, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. But then, you know, I started to get some of the park stuff, and that's turned into Haunted Mansion. Um, you know, um, like I have all of the Mad Max Fury Road pops. Um, but so for me, it's just properties that hold significance. You know, whether it's wrestling, whether it's, um, you know, the child, whether it's TV shows, you know, Parks and Rec, um, you know, there are musician ones. So I've picked up some of the, the um, pop music like, um, you know, Motley Crue or um, Kiss. Ghost? Yeah, the ghost ones thus far. Um, you know, so it's it's a little all over the place. Um, actually, the properties that I have the fewest of are, are comics for um, Pop, Funko Pop, just because there's so many. Um, like, I have a few characters, but even that is, is not a lot. So, like... And Star know, Wars. I... Star Wars, I, I don't have many at all. I have Porgs. I have Rey and Poe. And I have, um, the child. the child. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I, well, actually f- finish going through your rules. I have a question for you, but finish, finish what your other lines are at the moment. Um, you know, for Lego, it has to just be a set that I want. Um, a set that I like. I don't have like, like, I don't just get Star Wars. I have a couple Star Wars. Um, you know, I have the 80 um you know the the, uh batman the original batmobile the 89 batmobile um i have you know the mickey mouse steamboat willie set um i have porg you know i have any set that had a porg except for the millennium falcon because yeah i just can't 
get the Millennium Falcon. Um, well, as we've as we've established, you are a, you are a porg mark. Yes, um, <laughs> that is accurate. You know, as far as WWE figures and you know, in turn AEW figures and any of the other kind of announced wrestling figures that are coming out, um, a lot of those have been complete waves because there are wrestlers that I would want to collect in those waves. Um, but there are some waves where it's like, hey, I only want like two or three of these. Um, so it's really just dependent on who it is. There are some where I have have um, picked up both the chase and the the standard. Um, so that's you know there is that's pretty much what it is. It just has to be, you know, something eye-catching or somebody that I like, you know, whether it's, like, you know, really great gear representation or a really great moment, um, like a specific moment where, um, you know, like Seth Rollins, um, one of the more recent Seth Rollins ones was um, when he won the Royal Rumble in Chicago Bears-themed gear because I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Um, so that was, like, the Seth Rollins that I wanted. Um so stuff like that. Yeah, that was the one that came to that was the one that came to mind when you were saying that. Yeah. So that's you know if it's either got to be um, a character that I like or a representation of a specific moment. Um, so there are you know duplicates that I have because there have been different in um, incarnations of the Hardys over time or you know people in different gear. So that that all comes into play. Um, I have that same problem with with some of the Marvel Legends. You know, because, like, I have, I think I have, like, four different Thors, right? Because I have... Or Captain America, you know, like... Yeah, I have, I have the, I have the, the, the endgame Captain America, where he's got, um, uh, Molinier. I have the World War Two one, I have the Infinity War one, and I have the original Avengers appearance one. Um, I'm on the fence about getting the, the... Um. Uh, what do you call it? Not Civil War. Um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. The best Captain America outfit, like the costume. It, it is, but the figure is kind of like, kind of bad. Okay. It was before. It was before they got like the good faces, like the good heads and face sculpts. Like they didn't have Chris Evans likeness, so it's just like, it's like a, a comic book Captain America head on a film body. Okay. And like, yeah, you. I have enough from from buying Captain America so many damn times. Like, I have enough like unmasked heads, so I I could very easily, you know. Yeah, but you need that. You need that matte helmet though that he had. Like, that's exactly. And I mean, honestly, in in that movie, you got to remember too. He wears that. He wears the the um the Winter Soldier Captain America outfit for only the really the first part of the movie. Because mm-hmm. he goes back, he goes back to the museum and steals the World War II outfit, and puts that end, back yeah. on for like the climax of the movie. So you know, I could still put him and you know have him fighting Bucky in the World War II outfit, and it's it's technically accurate if I ever wanted that for my shelf. So like those sure. those are things though that I consider right. So like you know the same thing with a, a wrestler outfit. You know I I try to think of you know bang for my buck right. So like I have. Um, you know, I, I also have a, a couple of Iron Men, but I don't have them all. You know, I have the Iron Man 
suits to me that are like iconic and representative so like i mm -hmm. have the one from the first avengers film which i think is like the the most like comic booky looking iron man outfit you know that that one that he wears during the 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 incident in new york and then i have the the end game one i have the infinity war one and then i have the the, the one from um iron man 3 with like the it almost looks like the war machine armor but it has like the painted flame effects on it like okay. it's like a hot rod uh iron man outfit yeah uh, i have that you know so but then there are other characters where you know it's it's like not necessary i have um you know one scarlet witch because wanda in the red trench coat with the fingerless gloves like that's wanda that's mcu wanda i'm good um you know same with uh you know somebody like dr strange doesn't matter that the cape changed a little bit from, you know, the, the Doctor Strange movie to Infinity War. You know, the, the the Infinity War Doctor Strange is representative of that character. It's good. Yeah, it's like Star-Lord. He's just, he, you know, he looks like Star-Lord all the time. Or yeah, he either has a any long of the jacket or, or a short jacket. Really, yeah. the only Guardian that you need to kind of, that changed it in any form or fashion would be Groot and Rocket, because they've had different outfits. Yeah. Well, technically, I do. I do have two different Star Lords. I do have Star Lord with the short coat and the long coat. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have that representative. But Dra Drax would be the best example of like a one done. You know, he, shirtless, shirtless green Batista. You know, is shirtless green Batista. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what I was going to ask you before with your with your rules. What was the last thing that kind of came up that that really kind of took you for a loop and made you change your rules? Um, the last thing that made me change my rules, um, I mean the sheer volume of wrestling figures that have been announced and released, but otherwise, um, well, the one that I didn't really get into. And this is something, I guess, that makes sense when you think of the Micromaniacs and potentially Ghostbusters and um, even DC Multiverse, is getting in at the ground floor. Um, getting in when a line is brand new. Um, you know, if I had gotten into WWE Elites 10 years ago, you know, that would be, we. I might be, you know, have a different story. I might have, you know, one of everybody or maybe everybody. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's getting in kind of when I got in is different from something like DC Multiverse where, okay, this is a new line. Um, I can really kind of just decide to collect what I want to collect. And so um, for DC Multiverse, I decided... I have really two things that I want. Um, and, you know, there's like kind of like I'll say a posability component to go with that, but I've really ultimately decided on two things. Um, movie characters that I like. So, you know, Wonder Woman. I have Wonder Woman 84. Um, like, I would love an Aquaman. I would love a Shazam. Um, I would love a Harley, like a Margot Robbie Harley. Um, yeah. 
and you know getting into even older DC movies like that's those are the ones that I would collect if they made a Christopher Reeves Superman I'd be so mad that I bought this the Superman that I have well not necessarily because I have like a, a now number two for it and that's where kind of the variant Batman comes in um, I want the you know this line's version of some of those Kenner superpowers. Well, yeah, and I mean that 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 is ha- having just gone through the, the the bin of toys and finding that superpowers uh, Batman. When I when I found the the, the variant Batman in um, in Walmart, picking it up, I I actually like I got a little giddy. Like I I not that I wanted like to keep it for me because I'm completely you know satisfied with my my Arkham Batman which is my my favorite Batman mm-hmm. um but it is it is neat like it is a it's it's a seven inch throwback to that that little tiny Kenner figure yeah it is very much a reasonable facsimile of the of that figure um, like down to like this the soft blue and like the the giant bat symbol on the chest like yeah. it, it's and so that's yeah, it, so I have like the Superman that effectively goes with that. The Action Comics 1000 Superman is you know unchanged Superman basically. Um Fair. So, you know, that's that's the route I'm going to take. Like I want like old school Robin. I want um or I'd even take a Tim Drake Robin. Oh my god, if they make short shorts and like Peter Pan shoes, Robin, I will die. Yeah, I would want something like that, or I would want like, like even like original Tim Drake costume, Robin. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, basically like you know even old school comic Wonder Woman, like things like that would be. So if it's it's kind of like the version of the the superpowers. Or that's, that's a, that's, characters that's a that are role. in kind of that, yeah, in that kind of realm. So, you know, it basically has to be almost like, you know, childhood comics nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... See, Marvel if, Legends if, was... Yeah, if I went down that rabbit hole with Marvel Legends, I'd be in the same boat you are. Like, we would have the same things, um, just because I, I love the uh, MCU. But I just, I didn't get in in time, and that's not something, especially considering, like, you know, if I wanted the WrestleMania 29 CM Punk, like, that's a $100 figure. So, I I can't yeah. do that with multiple lines. I just can't. And that's and that's the dragon I'm currently chasing. Um, no no pun intended, because the really the only figure, the only two figures I'm missing from the MCU, like, I, I have... No joke. At this point, if they have made an MCU figure for for a character, I have the character represented. The only ones I am missing, technically, if you want to count Bruce Banner, but I have two different Hulks, so I consider that box checked. Um, are Danny Rand from uh, the Netflix Iron Fist and Colleen Wing from the Netflix Iron Fist, and the only two. The, those figures were only made as part of a very now sought after San Diego Comic Con exclusive, and if I want those figures, I'm looking at like 
200 and I'm, I'm looking at big boy purchase i'm looking at like 250 plus bucks to get the two of them and like you know we have a shang chi movie coming out in the in the, the near future and if we know anything about the shang chi comics is that him and iron fist are very much so in the same world so like will danny rand be coming back like, will it be that Danny Rand? Mm-hmm. Will I have spent $300 for a figure that gets retconned out? And I just, I I can't, I can't do it. Or, you know, will there be, you know, there's another Spider-Man coming. There's another Doctor Strange coming. There's the TV shows coming. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot. And, you know, the only other Marvel Legend figure that I would have wanted would have been Ghost Rider. Um, and you know, if there's, if there's a MCU Ghost Rider, maybe I'll pick that up, but you know, cause there was the one with the, the motorcycle that came out a while ago and I'm like, I, you know, I held it in my hands many times and I'm like, eh, you know what? I don't think I need to start this. Yeah, no, it's, and it, it, it is, I mean, there there are enough people in the toy community that call call what we do uh, plastic crack. And the thing is, once you have even a little bit of space to display these things, and you start putting them together, and you're like, oh man, you know, I said I was only going to get, you know, the good guys. But like, wouldn't it look really cool if I had the Guardians of the Galaxy figures to display with, or wouldn't it look really cool if I had Ronin to display with the Guardians, or like Thanos to put next to Captain America? And the next thing you know... You've completed the entire world. I mean, I, never in a million years did I think I was going to have the Hulkbuster figure and the the, the freaking uh, Collector Grandmaster 2-pack from San Diego Comic-Con last year. Whoop! Guess guess what I got? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, it's I think it's important to have rules and to be realistic, but at the same time, I think it's okay to kind of go outside of those rules sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm staring at these Ghostbusters figures. And to your point, you know, ground floor. I got the whole wave. You know, if they make more figures and, you know, the next wave is, like, Finn Wolfhard and and uh, and what's-his-face? Uh, um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Like, do I need those figures? Maybe. You know, if the movie's really, really good and I want to get them, sure. But, like, I hope that, you know, future waves, like, I would love a Lewis Tully you know, to go with the rest of these. I'd love a Vigo, you know, or a, a Genosh figure. But, I, like... I feel like Vigo would have to be the Build-A-Figure for Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, definitely. But, like, do I need the Ghostbusters again in their gray suits with, like, the, the slime cannons? Not really. Like, I have the iconic Ghostbusters. So, like, you know, that's, that, that's where I would draw the line for that. Like, mm-hmm. do I need two sets of the Ghostbusters? Absolutely not. If Vigo is the build a figure for that wave, I'm kind of asked out. Um, I'll probably be be buying like selling the Ghostbusters at that point uh, aftermarket. But you know, it's it's the this is the game that we play, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything that you know, we talked a little bit about the Ghostbusters? But is there anything else that you personally there, right now? There is nothing I'm on the fence with. Like everything that I'm getting, I'm getting, and like. I, I, I'm kind of have like my sights set on what I need. Is there anything that you have your sights set on that you're kind of thinking about dipping your toe into outside of the Ghostbusters? Cause we've talked enough about those. That's really it. Um, there's nothing else really out, you know? Um, 
I can't get in as much as as much as I enjoy and appreciate from a distance like the NECA figures. That's just I'm too too much into horror movies to to even think about it. I will say that's the big that's the biggest mistake I've made. Biggest mistake I've made. Because you know how I would be like I couldn't just get Michael. I would need Halloween 2 Michael. I would need Halloween Michael. I would need all the Jasons. I would need all the Freddies. Like, there's there's just no end. So And, and they're that, so good. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Good they're figures. great figures. Um, but it's not something I would get. You know, like, for, for example, the Diamond Trons. There's three figures. There's four. There's four figures. Yeah. Done. I did it. Yeah, who else are they going to make unless they make Tron Legacy figures? At which point, who else are they going to make? Three more figures? Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you'd get a you'd get a Rinsler, you'd get a, a like old man Flynn maybe. Um and and you'd get uh uh his kid. You'd get yeah, you'd get um Cora, you would get Oh, and and Cora. Yeah. I would want I would want CGI Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I would actually, good, you know who I would figure. want? I would want a Michael Sheen figure. <laughs> With the cane, I would want it. Okay, fair. Fair. Alright, well, Dave, I think, um, I think, uh, I think we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up for the evening. Yes. What do you say? I, I think, uh, I think we're gonna call it, um... If if there's if there's anything we mentioned in the episode that uh, that you want to talk to us about, you know, leave us a comment on social media. And uh, if you liked what you heard on this episode, and you just want to talk to, about your toys and tell us what you're really into, um, go leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll read it and we'll talk about it on the show. Nobody's done it yet. I know I know you guys listen. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. So let us know what you think. And uh, I guess uh, until next time. Dave, let's let's send it off. Bye, everybody. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Non-Productive.